I think that a lot of people do know some Aboriginal people that just don't realise it. You look at my mum, she's English, you look at my dad, he's Aboriginal, and look at me, I'm a bit in between. <laughs> I haven't got the flat nose anymore, I sometimes wish I did. You know, just because I'm Aboriginal doesn't mean I have a flag tattooed to my forehead. Like, most of them call me Auntie Lynn, and I'm happy to be their auntie, even though that I'm not. Because I am Aboriginal because of my DNA, not because of my lingo. I am Aboriginal because of my DNA, not because of my lingo. Meet the Mob, a podcast from 1233 ABC Newcastle with Jill Emerson. Subscribe at abc.net.au slash Newcastle. I'm sitting down at the foreshore at Toronto with Auntie Zelma Moran for Meet the Mob this morning on 1233. It's kind of like a piece of paradise. What do you like about it? I like being near the water and I love this nice, peaceful, calm place. We love this for sure and we come down here and we have our NAIDOC day. Why is this place so important to NAIDOC? I think it's the peace because it was an old Aboriginal mission. We have a nine mile mission from up on top of the hill out to Wanji and you feel the peace and the comfort and the, the warmth. When you say a nine-mile mission, do you mean the mission was nine miles long? No, it was nine miles long. That's huge. The pub up there now, that was the last of the Aboriginal huts that they lived in from this mission. The men rear the boys. They teach the boys till they get around about 13, 14. Then they send them out to work to be a man. And the women, they rear the girls and they do the same. They send them out to work when they turn around about 13 or 14. And across the the lake here is Bolton Point. And that is where the men used to swim across there and take their sons to be initiated. I didn't realise it was such a big landmark. Yes, it is. When I first looked at that sign, Toronto, this was back in 1954 when I was working on the railways and I was used to work on the old Newcastle Flyer and I'd put my head down to work, start work when we left Hornsby. We'd had to serve morning tea, we had to serve seven carriages and then we'd serve them going back at five o'clock. When we'd finished work, we had to have the train cleaned and everything before we got to Fassifern. And when you'd lift your head up and you'd hear, you'd see this sign, Fassifern, Toronto. So anyway, I went into the, and I spoke to the station master at Broadmeadow. And I said to him, how far is Toronto out? He said to me, darling, he said, you'll, you'll take you four days to get to Toronto. And I said, oh, and I never dreamt I'd come here, be living in Toronto. So decades ago, you felt yourself drawn to Toronto? I was. I was, and then my husband, after we got married, he brought me down for a weekend, and we came to Toronto. And you know what? It was like walking into another country. I used to be sick. I had kidney problems, and I was sick when I lived in Armadale. So when I came to Toronto, I started shedding all my winter clothes, got down to wearing no shoes, which I couldn't do before, and I thought... This is going to be my home. I'm making Toronto my home. And you know what? I've never ever been sick. I will be 77 next month. I've never had a heart attack. I'm not in any pain at all. 
And do you and think that's this, the that's this place? I I believe it's this place because when I go home and if I go back to Armidale, you know how the cold air hits you when you breathe it in and you get a brain shock. I, that happens to me when I go to Armidale, Noundock, Walker, all the places where I live. That's what happens. This cold shock. But not here? Not here. So do you think it's just the water and the temperature or is it more than that? The spirits are still around and they are, they're, they're peaceful and they're savage ones. And But you mainly find feel the peaceful ones around you. No matter where you go, they're around. And um, at the moment you're talking to me now and my mother's available. My mother's around and she protects me all these years. Zelma Moran is my guest on Meet the Mob on 12.33 ABC Newcastle. Zelma, you've led such a rich life. I hardly know where to start with questions for you, but one of the big things in your life, I know, is sport. Like you're 77 and you're still playing hockey? And darts. And I have a game of golf now and again. Which is your favourite? Well, hockey, I've been playing hockey for 50 years, but it took me around the world because I went playing with the Wanderers hockey team from Sydney. When I went across Europe, I was playing in, in the schools and that. It's taken me around the world. And, and you're still playing? I'm still playing. And yeah. darts? And darts. Darts has taken me all over Australia. What do you love about darts? It's like a family affair. And hockey and darts is like, if you're late, where's so-and-so, where's so-and-so? Is this, you know, where are you? Where have you been? Why are you late? You know, all this. And it's teamwork and the caring and the sharing and and looking after one another is so enormous. It, you know, you, you, you hate to, the games to finish because that goes on in whatever sport you play and, and they miss you. Like I have a sister who plays with Armidale and we play against one another. And if they, the people spots me first, they'll say, have you seen your sister? I'll say, no, not yet, I've just arrived. And she'll say, well, she's over there on field 10. You get over there and see her. This is how they talk to my sister and I. On Meet the Mob and with Zelma Moran, sitting on the foreshore at Toronto, beautiful sunshine and a bit of a breeze kicking up here. Zelma, you're active in sport still in your 70s, which is phenomenal. But I bet you were active as a young woman as well, busy, were you? Yes, I was. Uh, my first job was working in a, a machinist. I was a machinist in a burial clothing factory and they made school tunics, blazers and blouses. And I was an overlocker. One day I thought, is this going to be my life? Just sitting in the four walls, you know, not getting out there. I was only getting three pound a week work. That was my wages. And I was paying one pound a week board. So anyhow, when the landlady put the board up to two pound a week, I had to leave. Then I got a job in Scone in a, a Greek restaurant. That's when I said, this is going to be my life. I love people. 
and I was meeting all these interesting people who was coming into the cafe. So from then on, one of the girls off the railways, she walked in and waited for the tra- for the next train. And I said, how did you get your job? So she told me. So I applied. Oh, was my mum mad? Why? I, I didn't think she, she wouldn't let me, didn't want me to leave. Okay, but you got the job. I got the job and I worked for three years on the state railway. Did you like it? I loved it. I used to work on the old Armidale Sputnik. I used to work on the Grafton Express. I used to work on the um, uh, Wollongong, Nowra. I used to go down to all those places and I'd send my mum a a card (laughs) from where she, she ended up getting a map and tracing me on the map. So you were pretty independent as a young woman. I don't imagine that there were many young women out there, Mm. young Aboriginal women doing this kind of thing. And did you identify as Aboriginal then? Yes, I did. And it was so good. There was an Aboriginal woman. She was a cook from Quipoli. That's up near Worris Creek. Oh, and I got the good report on how well she could cook. And then there was another lady from out at La Perouse there. She was a waitress. And so, um, but I never personally met them, but I heard all these good reports about it. So, yeah, the, the railway employed Aboriginals back in those days, and that was great. Zelma, we're on a Wabical land here. Yes. But as you've said, so many of the Aboriginal people from that were here on the mission probably got descendants here now. Yes. Uh, they, they come from all over the New South Wales region. Exactly. What about your family? Uh, my mum and dad were both Aboriginals and the, uh, mum and dad was both born on a cattle station or a sheep station at Dock. My mum was born at Cobra Bald and my dad was born at Calligan Swamp and they were like cattle station, but they might have been big towns back in those days. So what does being Aboriginal kind of mean to you, Zelma? Look, it's a strong, strong bloodline. It's very, very strong and it'll never wear away. No matter what the government tries to do to change us, they'll never change us because our bloodline is so strong, so thick. What I was taught in my belief is my tribe always, I'll carry that onto my children. Toronto is now home for you and on this land here as we sit on the foreshore that used to have so many Aboriginal people living here in the mission. Are there many descendants still around this area? We don't know. We don't know because back then a lot of people didn't identify as Aboriginals because they didn't want the corruptions or whatever that was handed out or what was going on back in those days. Do you reckon there's still many people around here who might be Aboriginal but don't identify? Yeah, I think so. I think there is a few, but there wouldn't be many. Zelma, you're a recognised elder of the West Lakes Macquarie community. I'm sure there's much more that we could learn of your story, but just to wrap up, I did hear that you are playing a a key role in uh, welcoming to country for the International Children's Games. Yes, I did. Tell me about that. They all heard about me in sport and they just thought that 
I was the right person to do the job. And what I did was I wrote out my little speech and oh, it was just so overwhelming and warming and to see these young children participating in sport, looking forward to be in the Olympics. Oh, my heart was bigger than my chest. That's how big it was and I loved it. Do welcome and acknowledgement to country really have meaning today? It's a symbol and I think it should happen more often. Really? I reckon, yes. Because when you get welcome into your country, the people look after you. You know, the spirit and the land and everything. Because the land is Mother Nature and Mother Nature looks after you. And, and, and that's what I had in my closing ceremony. And I said that. I said, Mother Nature sent the rain down to cleanse us, cleanse us all, cleanse our body, cleanse our soul, and make you feel good. Because you've got to learn to run in wet clothes. You've got to learn to breathe in wet weather, all that to keep you healthy. And that's what I, and that's what I reckon. It should be done in every, in everything, everywhere else. It's been a real treat to meet you, Zelma. Thanks for being my guest on Meet the Mob. Thank you. You've been listening to a 12.33 ABC Newcastle podcast. For more, visit our website at abc.net.au slash newcastle.